Hey, everybody. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. Mike, why don't you take this one? Why am I doing it? No, you can do it. You want me to do it? Yeah, you can you go want? right on about, it. Right on how about, it. How about we both do it? Together? Right on it. Hey, you know, it's it's funny. We 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 usually do these at nine a.m. This one we had to pre-record. Obviously, we're out of town at a convention. So, guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast this morning. We got a bunch of things to cover, but we're not going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything that we're going to be talking about. And here's why: because we only have a limited amount of time before I have to get to the convention center. I got a couple times to preach today, and then we leave uh, this afternoon back home. To Florida. Finally. Finally. So, yes, uh, guys, if you have not tuned into or gone to YouTube uh, to be a subscriber, go ahead and do that. Our numbers are growing, which is awesome. Guys, Rumble, BitChute, uh, Apple iTunes uh, podcast. we got you know, Spotify, all those things. Get on those platforms. SoundCloud, you guys can download a lot of our stuff. Uh, we're uh, reaching out to more destinations as well. If you guys want to become a sponsor of uh, Self-Evident Podcast, you guys can do that by contacting us at the website. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. You also can find some awesome merch. <laughs> and uh, we need your help. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. And we do want to give a shout out to all of you who are tuning in from the GHC here in town. If you happen to catch it and then you are at the convention, be sure to come say hi. Because I'm sitting at that table all day. All day long. It's lonely. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. say hi. Help cue, me. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin song i will remember, I will remember. <laughs> watch we're getting shut down right right right, right 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 <laughs> copyrights right so guys there's a lot of stuff going on in the world did you guys know that there's some crazy things going on i mean stuff is happening and things are going on and so yeah, it's nuts uh let's get into it crazy but <clears throat> we're gonna just touch on some uh little bits of news bits uh we're gonna give you something we're gonna wet your whistle what's going on in the world and uh, we will end this with a little bit more of a worldwide view type topic. But before then, let's talk about BLM because you haven't heard about them lately, have you? BLM is the new sandwich that came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, only lettuce and mustard. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's obviously you guys know it's Black Lives Matter. It's, it's in the morning, man. We're... we're... <laughs> I mean, is that offensive? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so BLM activists have been charged uh, with fraud and conspiracy after using tens of thousands of dollars meant for nonprofit uh, on non nonprofit use, and they use it on hotel rooms, dining out, car rentals, all those things. Now, I mean, what do you say? Right. What, what, do you say? what else do you say? And, and did we call this or what? <laughs> we did, and it's still happening. We we called this. We said, "Look, you're you're done. They're going to start coming after you." And sure enough, what? Yeah, why? Because you you said what? I remember when you said it. You said they, once they're once they're done with you, they're going to spit you out. Yep. The you this is to you BLM activists. They have used up your usefulness. You did what they wanted you to do, and now. You're they, the scapegoat. They will use you as a scapegoat. Yep. Because scapegoat. now they need to create legitimacy for themselves and, and they need to try and, you know, keep their image clean. And so they'll throw you to the wolves. We have already seen it with several other BLM activists. It's happening again. This time, this is in Massachusetts. Last one was in California, right? Isn't it funny that these bastions of, of liberals are torching you guys and putting you guys up and making charges against you guys maybe don't be a puppet in a pawn and cause a bunch of havoc 
because they'll turn around on you. It's true. I will say this, though, for those of you who were activists and um, truly believe in this cause, uh, you know, and, and those kind of things, it sucks to be it sucks to be used in, in these things and, and, and your, your cause be subverted. Is that the right yeah. word? Uh, undermined uh, with, with people who could potentially be in trouble uh, in doing all these things. Clark uh, Grant and Monica Cannon Grant were charged an 18 count indictment by the attorney's office of the District of Massachusetts. And it's it, what I'm saying is, you know, I understand your cause and what you want to do is to you is just and all those things. Obviously, nobody wants black people to die and get shot by cops. That's a, that's duh. That's that's a given. But this cause here has gone way beyond what it was supposed to do. Obviously, people got rich off of it. Some people buy houses off of it. Here, they're getting indicted. Um, even the third, it, like one of the points here that we're right now, we actually have a computer, so we're reading off these things. Uh, they use tens of thousands of dollars meant for a nonprofit organization called Violence in Boston and put tens of thousands of dollars towards vacations to Columbia, Maryland, uh, Boston, I'm sorry, groceries, Uber car rentals, uh, meals at restaurants, gas, auto insurance, purchases from retailers like Navy, uh, Old Navy, nail salons, hotel rooms, parking fees, Walmart purchases, those kinds of things. Now, gas, restaurants, Walmart purchases, if that's for the nonprofit, go for it. But it was used for leisure and like for your right. own personal gain. And there's something wrong. And know? and that'll come out in the wash of whether or not yeah. this stuff was used and this, in in travel for the organization. Or right, not. right. But no, no, no. It, it just, it, and it'll come out in the wash. But you know what the problem is? Now those guys are going to have this, if they come out innocent, they're going to have this thing by their name called allegedly. Right. For the rest of their It'll lives. always be there. Because of the media. The media will say, allegedly they did this. Well, allegedly they did that. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I we've talked about the... There was that uh, Duke lacrosse case. That was back late 90s or early 2000s. And, and all of the guys in that whole alleged rape case were exonerated. They were found innocent. Yet, those guys... Couldn't find jobs. They twenty years later, they're still labeled as like you know. Oh well, we saw in the news you're part of this, or you're. They were even told, well, you're you're just your kryptonite. You may be innocent, but we can't touch you. You know, and that's that's the problem with this whole um, gotcha media culture is they they come out yeah. swinging and it ruins a person's life, even if a person is found innocent. And then there you go. Your well, we also we also yeah. we also knew that you know if they're doing this ungodly, then this is going to happen. God will expose things, and so it's obvious. BLM, the whole movement of BLM to me was never uh, born out of. It, it was definitely born out of hate, uh, not hatred. What's the word? Righteous indignation. A lot of people were mad about it. People yeah. all over the country were like, "Dude, obviously, people shouldn't die." But then, also after a while, you start to see, man, this was actually born out of greed in a lot of ways by the leadership right. you know what i mean they, they went out and did and you know they're gonna have their excuses well it's it, we we demand it this is the way it should be you know we should be on top it's like but what about the rest of your followers yeah what about the people that actually did get the families of the victims who did get shot whether justly unjustly you know whatever happened right because we don't know we weren't in uh, you know in the courtrooms and, and we weren't there in person to see it you'll just you're just seeing a lot of the selfishness on the leadership side yeah. That's what stinks about this, you know. And and you see a lot of people, I think, who they like you were saying they they've got a passion for it. They really believe in it, and so there's this structure of you get these people who really believe in it in a a good way. And I think there are a lot of people who are standing on the outside who believed in a good way um, of hey, we feel like this group is doing well to stop um, 
violence against black people, help black the the black movement forward, yeah. that kind of thing. But then you get these activists and these grifters and, and you know, I throw out names like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Like people you know are just grifting to make money and they're looking for any cause they can for popularity. And you you look at the founders founders of BLM, like Patrice Coulours, buying several mansions you know at, at some point i don't care that you buy mansions now if you're using funds from the nonprofit that are supposed to be going to help your organization problem but if you are being supported outside of that through let's say speaking deals or book deals whatever i don't really care my problem though is you've spent your whole uh, public persona railing against the elites and the rich and right. railing against capitalism because remind you they're trained Marxists and they come out and say that then I have an issue with you are enjoying the fruits of the capitalist system you're enjoying the fruits of the the, the system of wealth yet in another voice you're saying how evil and awful this whole system is can't trust you and obviously your motives aren't as pure as you want people to believe. And I think that's that's the big issue that a lot of people had with the whole BLM movement is you're talking about peace and justice, yet then you're you're supporting these riots that destroy. I was just gonna go there. We're not yeah, cities, you know, yeah we're it. not we're not we're not advocating for what they do. We're, what we're saying is for for those who felt a sense of righteousness to do it, it really stinks that your leadership's doing this. On the same flip, he just said it. These guys admitted they're trained Marxists, which use socialism to bring in communism. Abolition of private property is the goal, Vladimir. Mm-hmm. Lenin. So it's, I'm sorry, Mark said. Yep. So here they are buying private properties, you know, yeah. to, to get ahead. It's like, you can't do that. And, and so it's crazy. They'll preach it and preach and preach it, but it's always the elites in these groups, socialists, Marxists, whatever, that end up with the money. They yeah. always end up the richest and they leave you to be their henchmen. Right. And so you people who did get involved in this, you know, and, and seeing this stuff, Really, it's it's this is why you have to start praying on what you're supposed to be involved in, yeah. especially you Christians who got behind this stuff and was like, oh my gosh, you know we got to be. The bottom line is, with the Lord, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, bond nor free. Christ is all and in all. We should never be talking about color. We should always be talking about the Spirit of God and His blood that washes us all clean because we're all a family. If you're a Christian, you're my brother and sister in Christ. That's the way it always should be. Right. Should have never turned into. The divisions of race. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And if your church is racist, what are you doing there? It's not even godly. It's not even biblical. You know? So I don't know. Keep and, that keep that in mind. Keep it in fodder. Yeah, and, and that that idea we've talked about before. Hate is universal. Like <laughs> the, this idea of, of a, a race crime considered a hate crime. All all crimes are acted out in hate in some respect or manner because if you truly respect the person that you're acting against acting against right you're acting against in hate but if you respect somebody you love somebody you're not going to act against them so we we've talked about before this this is a a a division it's a distraction it divides you and whether or not it is this globalist Illuminati scheme or not to divide people and turn them against each other. You're not I, wrong. <laughs> I, but I, I would say, like, I think people are easily manipulated, too. Of course. And fear and, and greed, dude. Fear and greed. And if we see something that somebody else has that we want, 
it's much easier to hate them and say, well, they didn't get it by honest means as opposed to, well, how do I move forward and, and hmm. get that, you know? Truth, truth. So next, next, we're going to do, so the Democrats, you have probably not heard about this. Did you know they are still pursuing the ending the filibuster? Did you know that? That's stupid. Did you know that? It's just stupid. Or, or have you only heard about Ukraine? Hmm. Great point. You know, it's funny. This whole filibuster thing, do you, do you realize why this stuff was put in there? What they're trying to remove? I mean, literally, it's almost like they're trying to go after elections and just never have an election system again. They're just trying to go do figure. everything they can do to destroy the American system. And if you can't see it, look what we're partnering with. Look what we're doing. <laughs> look how we're doing it. Uh, even even now, you know, with Ukraine or uh, Russia having to sell their oil, you know, there's yeah. talks right now in the... The, the the what is it the yen or was it the, uh, the petro yuan yeah petro yuan uh, yeah. so like taking the, the the dollar out of the currency you know the 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 worldwide currency system this is craziness you know what I mean so you guys we got to be careful we got to start watching praying against the stuff uh, but pers- the, to destroy America you have to destroy it fundamentally so you keep destroying the constitution piece by piece letting government have more power now you're pursuing the ending of the filibuster which is literally the voice the, the voice that could stop something yeah. from happening it's it's honestly removing the voice of the minority the, yeah um, and you ever notice and and I'm just thinking about this you ever notice this talk about like we need to protect our democracy we need to preserve our democracy now if you guys listen to us more than one episode you know that we're not fans of democracy democracy is like it's been said said before two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for dinner democracy is mob rule democracy is the majority rules no matter what we are interested in a constitutional representative republic which means you build off the principles and foundations of those founding documents you build off an agreement that everybody comes together and and the the founders did their best to try and somehow protect the rights of the minority, even if there's a majority that's trying to get an agenda accomplished. Well, guess what this filibuster does? Is it gets rid of one of those last obstacles that a minority can throw up if they really are adamant against something. And guess what they wanna end the filibuster for? So Biden is gonna be meeting with the Senate Democrats they're going to discuss a way to end the filibuster. Why? Because the House is sending the Senate a bill that combines the Freedom to Vote Act, which we've talked about before, and this would overhaul federal elections and the voting rights legislation. Isn't it interesting that we're trying so hard to push this through in an election season? I mean, can't you see the writing on the wall in this? So, so Schumer is expected to use a procedural shortcut that will let the Democrats bypass the 60 votes typically needed to start debate on legislation. I think having 60 votes to start a legislation is extremely important because it says enough people are willing to say, yeah, let's talk about this. At least you have enough people in a bipartisan agreement somehow, some way to say, yeah, we want to talk about this. Schumer wants to do an end run around on that. He doesn't want to have to get those 60 people. Why? Because he knows he can't get it. He can't get enough people willing to talk about this legislation, which means it's not good legislation. 
The fact is, even if you had 60 people saying yes, I would say it's not good legislation. Right. But at least you would have more of an agreement between the two parties. Right, right. Yeah. Go for it. No, I'm good. Um, all right. That... This will let Democrats have a formal debate on the voting bill on the Senate floor, but the legislation will still need to clear a 60-vote hurdle before it can pass with Republicans expected to block it. Schumer has vowed once that happens, he'll move to change the legislative filibuster by Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But underscoring the uncertainty, Schumer hasn't yet outlined how or when he will do that or how Democrats will propose changing the rules. Now, currently, cinema and Manchin are still holding out on changing the procedural rules. Now, I've heard a lot of people come out against Cinema and Manchin saying, ah, they're, they're this, they're that. I don't really care. All I care about is the fruit. Right now, the fruit is what I need, so I'll take it. As, as far as Cinema and, and uh, the, the whole Arizona thing and Manchin and the whole West Virginia, that's out of the scope in this discussion right now. What I care about is they have stood strong on several areas it's like wow i am impressed that somebody is actually standing up to this Mm -hmm. corruption this stuff is corruption yeah dude for real and it's 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 almost kind of like if it's just mansion and cinema where are the republicans harping about this right you know what i mean where are they at how can we hear more from them than the republicans yeah i mean there there, there should be there should be outrage right now in, in those things and i mean especially for those who you know, went and ran on a platform of constitutionality. You know, where, where is it? You know, where, where are those guys at? So, And we've actually, at the, the convention, I've had several discussions with people who, they're so fed up with the Republican Party because the Republicans just never do what they say they're going to. And it's, it's you know, the, what's the saying, the, the, You lost uh, it? I, I lost it. It's over. <laughs> but anyways. So she's early, folks. Yep. Uh man, it is early. Anyways. So <laughs> the the what people are feeling is over and over and over again, you get you get thrown out, you get cast aside, you don't get listened to, they don't do what they say they're going to. And what we continue to witness is this progress forward of a certain agenda that Republicans just don't seem interested in standing Truth. up to. Truth. And I was having a conversation with one guy where I was telling him, look, I held my nose about voting for Trump. The problem was that there was no other party that I could put my heart behind. The Libertarians are crazy party. <laughs> and that's, some, not, that's, some. Not, that's not an insult to Libertarians in general. I, the, the party, I think it's the party line, the, yeah. the candidates that the Libertarian Party tends to run drive me up a wall. Yeah, that's right, that's right. The Constitution Party... There are many Libertarians who are my friends, and I yes, love them, and I, I think they're good people. I fully, I'll say that. I fully support the Libertarian movement. I, we can't quite consider ourselves Libertarian, because no. um, there's a couple of issues that, that we don't really support. We're just but, we're constitutionalist guys, yeah, that's all. But, but our, our hearts are for you guys. Um, but the Constitution Party, I, I don't feel has tried to really do it. I, I just don't see a, 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 a real, heartful, valid attempt. It's almost just a, well, we're here because we're constitutionalists. So, you know, vote for us if you want. I <laughs> so, I mean, they change this. They change any kind of process by where the people, especially those who we voted for, have a chance to even retort 
anything. Yeah. If you guys have never watched the uh, movie uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, you should. I mean, he used the filibuster for 20, it was like 20-something hours. I, I can't remember, it was 24, 26. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked in the favor of the people. They were so frustrated this guy held the floor for so long. Uh, but then things started to break open once he did. You know what I mean? So uh, the filibuster is definitely something the founders, like nothing in the Constitution was written or none of the procedures were written in vain. Mm-hmm. There was a reason they did that. There was a reason they had all these things. Now, do people become wicked and try to take those things away and we start passing amendments that go against the Constitution? Yeah, of course we do. You know, removing states' rights, you know, vis-a-vis 14th Amendment, all those yeah. other things. 14th Amendment was trying to do some good things, obviously. But, you know, removing states' rights was exactly what it did uh, in a lot of ways. You know, and also we got the 16th Amendment. And just crazy stuff like that where... We know that we have to stand against the corruption. Guys, this is nothing new. I was just doing a, you know, to, to wrap it up, I was just doing a class that I'd never done before. And it was called, What Can Americans Do? You know, Have We Lost Hope? And I went through John Adams' life a little bit. I went through Thomas Jefferson's life from when he was about five all the way down to when he died at 83. Uh, and like how much he studied. When, by the time he was, uh, I think it was when he was six, he was already studying Greek and Latin. Uh, when he was 14, he was going to college, he could write Greek in one hand and Latin. The same thing, Latin in one hand, Greek in the other. He was writing, right? I mean, these guys were geniuses. Show off. <laughs> Overachiever. <laughs> you know? But then John Adams, it, it, I, I say this to people all the time, why are you stopping being what God has called you to be even in the midst of all this chaos? Why are you walking in fear? Because when John Adams' life, when all of a sudden the Stamp Act would come down, the Townsend Acts would come down, uh, all those other things... Um, it was crazy how John Adams responded. He's like, he wrote a thesis paper on this. It went to 40 colonies and they had a baby, you know, and then the, the Townshend Acts would come on. He went and wrote some kind of summary. It went out to all the colonies. They had another baby. You know, it was like they almost just kept going. It's like, OK, we see the corruption, but I'm not going to stop being a father and a husband. I'm not saying they were perfect men at all, but look at where their mind was. We're going to continue to grow because if we can get past this, our family will flourish. You know, so like don't stop being a Christian. Don't stop being uh, what God has called you to be. Don't stop uh, being fruitful and multiplying, you know, now. And people are like, it's irresponsible to bring kids into this world. Guys, is it? Is it? Because if God turns this around, you're going to look back and say, man, I never stepped out in faith. And if you're not supposed to have kids, great. If that's what the Lord's telling you, fantastic. But don't operate in fear. Walk in faith. Let the Lord guide you, right? And so I'm just saying that there's a lot of things that are happening now that happened 200 years ago. People now say, well, it's, it's all electronic. We can't. I mean, there was a point where the founders, you know, at the time, their money was no good. Yeah. How were, they able, point. How, how were they able to buy? They did everything by trading and, and, and uh, what do they call it? What's that? Uh, exchanging. Uh, exchanging goods. Yeah, exchanging goods and services. But yeah. they were, uh, what do they call that? Where, you know, I, I, I'm a plumber. You're a welder. I plumb for, you know, your house and you come and weld something for me. What do they call that? Mm, it's too early. <laughs> Something they do that. I, I so anyway, where you're thinking of? I, I, I will say too at this conference, uh, one of the cool things that happened uh, here, especially like yesterday, there was some students that came up uh, asking me how, how they should witness to people, you know, and and some of them were Christian, some weren't, and um, I started to tell them, you know, just what happened to to me when I first started witness, and they were like, you know, how do you get rid of the fear? And it's like there, there's there's no spirit of courage. I just don't see that in scripture. Courage came 
by them just walking it out, believing in God. Now, I, I, I could say that David had an overwhelming sense of the spirit, you know, to go do what he did against, you know, David. I could say Joshua and Caleb must have had an overwhelming sense of the spirit to go be prodded to do that. But courage literally came by them just stepping out and, you know what yeah. I mean, and doing it. And so uh, there was a point there were three of them. They're like, you know, uh, they, they said, you know, can you help us with this? And I said, you know, let me pray. And y'all, there was a lady that was behind the girls and, and I could hear her. She was praying as I'm talking. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, let's pray for these kids. And we got to lay hands on them, man. We prayed for the baptism of the spirit, man. And it was awesome, dude. It was on. You know, I, that's the stuff we live for. You know, it's not just preaching. I, I can do that in my sleep. But it's the what effect are you going to have on people except for your words, right? I mean, what, what do you, I'd rather them get the gift of the Holy Spirit and be baptized in it and walk in power than to just hear words. Paul even said that, you know, it's, it's, I didn't come with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the power and demonstration of God. So it's just been cool stuff. You know, I don't know yeah. what you've been experiencing, uh, what you're doing, but it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting around. You know what but... I'm saying? <laughs> no, uh, it's, I, I love having the conversations um, and, and being able to minister to people, you know, and there's, there's something cool about making those connections. And one thing that, that he had touched on that I think is really important is this idea of fear. And we were, what I've noticed is there's more and more talk about the, the global agenda, the global collapse, the great reset, all of that. And, and I understand. Um, but what Massey was saying is we have to keep going. We, we can't just give up. We can't just, he said, well, the world's ending. So I'm not, I'm going to sit on the couch. Like you have to live out each day. And I've been thinking a lot about the fact that it's faith in the Lord that he's going to provide each day. The Lord tells you, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough of its own issues. So just worry about today, which means you're seeking the Lord. You're relying on the Lord. You're, you're relying on his provision. Remember, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, God gave them food every day. He did not just drop food on them once a week and say, all right, go collect what you need. No, it was every single day they had a reliance on the Lord. You have to walk in that. And you will feel fear. And, and like he was saying, it, you can't get rid of fear. Courage is stepping over that fear. So you're going to feel it rise up. You're going to feel that worry. You're going to feel that, that, that resistance. But it's more important for you to feel that, acknowledge it, move beyond it. And in life, you continue to move forward. And you trust that the Lord will provide you what you need when you need it. And whatever is going on in the globe, man, it's your relationship with the Lord that matters. Whatever's going on out there, you do what you can, but you remember that it's your personal walk with the Lord each and every day that is, is what carries you through. It carries your family through. It's what gives you what you need. It sustains you. And, and he is good to provide. And we can't get dragged down by fear of what is going on around us. The whole world may be collapsing or maybe it's just another bump in the road. They're, they're, when you look at history, you realize history is very tumultuous. There's not a whole lot of peace in history in the global scale. Hmm. 
But people, you, me, Massey, every one of us, we have thousands of peaceful moments each day. So think on those too. Meditate on those. That's reflect on those, right? You, you hold those small little peaceful moments in your heart, those blessings, and you thank the Lord for them because your life, it may be chaotic, but it is not. Every single second is chaos. There are plenty of peaceful, joyful, awesome moments in your life, and you better be thankful for them. And the more thankful you are for those tiny little moments, the, the, the more accurately you will view what is going on around you. If all you focus on is worry and stress and problems and fear and, and issues and collapse, that's how you're going to feel 24 True. 7. True. So, guys, uh, I hope those are words of encouragement for you. Don't stop now. You know, God brought us this far not to drop us. So, let's continue to move. Let's continue to fight. Right. Let's continue to stand. Weapons of warfare are not carnal. Guys, you ever notice in the Constitution when it said it was supposed to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, right? Common defense. Notice our military was never supposed to be in the offense. Just the thought, right? So, Keep praying because God is hearing our prayers. Things are happening and it's being exposed because God is, uh, God's, he, the kingdom of God is coming. We see it. We know it. He's exposing it. So let the Lord shine. Let the kingdom come. So uh, guys, we love you so much. Thank you again for tuning into theselfevidenttruth.com. You guys want to get yourself some shirts, man. Represent. Start talking to your neighbors. Start to do something, right? Get him, get, and I'm not saying when you pray, I was talking about prayer. Don't just Pray like, Lord, just help our nation. No, I mean, intercede for your nation. Intercede. And if some of you are saying, what the heck is intercede? Ask the Lord. He'll show you. It's those prayers that you can't even utter. It's the Holy Ghost. They're groanings inside. Those kinds of things. Intercede for your family. Those kind of things. Go out there and step out. Support candidates uh, that, that, that need your help. So, guys, we love you so much. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go ahead and go support us. If you want to become a torchbearer, you can do that. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Love you guys. Right at 30.